0: Good times roll.
1: Welcome to All Ears, the official podcast of the Cedar Rapids Colonels, high A affiliate of the Minnesota Twins. I'm your host, Chris Kleinon Schultz, the voice of the Cedar Rapids Colonels. On this podcast, I will interview past and present Cedar Rapids baseball influencers, including players, managers, and executives. Joining us on this edition of All Ears with the Cedar Rapids Colonels, a couple of former Colonels players and two assistant coaches for the 2021 NCAA Division III National Runner-Up St. Thomas Tommies, Tanner Vavra and Trey Vavra. Boys, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast.
2: Absolutely. Pleasure to be here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us on. And when we talk about the baseball journey of the Vavra family, there's so many places we could start. But let's, let's go to the Patriarch. Just what was it like having Joe as a father and having, you know, obviously the outlook of somebody who's with the major league team, not just for whatever personal fun that might've been for during the childhood, but also while beginning your own professional careers and getting into baseball and whichever one of you can go is perfectly
2: fine. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of just as a kid, you always kind of look up to your dad as a boy and, want to follow in his footsteps in some capacity and I think until I was like in sixth grade most of the year we were on the road our mom homeschooled us and we got to basically live at the ballpark and kind of learn quite a bit and just uh you know we're pretty thankful now looking back um, that he chose his life path because he didn't come necessarily from a baseball family and fell in love with it and kind of set uh set his ways of what he was going to do and we were we were uh, the recipients of, you know, that gift of getting to grow up in the game and see how things are done and um, really develop a passion and a love for for the game. Um, so, you know, that that's how it started for me. I, I want to be like dad. So I don't know if Trey's any different. I, I know I forced him into playing baseball in college. He was going to take a different path, but um, he might have something, too.
3: No, yeah. Same, same uh, echo here. Just want to be around baseball. Want to be like Big Bro, who was just like so into baseball, and and um, yeah, he he's obviously allowed us to, to meet a lot of high level players and, and people. So pretty thankful for that opportunity.
1: Well, going back to something that Trey or Tanner had dropped, you know what what that other path had been for you, Trey, if it wasn't baseball.
3: I was going to go play hockey. That was my, my path up until about, I don't know, two months before school started. And Tanner's just like, what are you doing? We're um, a baseball family. Like Your ceiling's probably higher in, in baseball. And let's go do this thing. Let's go to World Series. And, and he was right. We did. We took our team to the junior college World Series that year and took third and never looked back. So 2011, Tanner, you're a sophomore,
1: Trey, you're a freshman, you're at Madison College, you not only get to play together, but again, you're battling for a natty at the JUCO level. You know, we'll, we'll start back with Tanner, just how cool was that experience, not just playing together, but just how awesome that season was in general?
2: You know, it, it was definitely was special. Um, I think anytime that you get to play with, you know, kind of your best friend growing up and get to be with your teammate that you started with from well, I was two, I guess, when he came around. Um, but it, it was just one of those things that you you look back at your career and stuff. And, you know, we did the same thing with the Twins a little bit. Um, those are the memories that you really draw back to. And, I mean, Trey and I could probably sit for days and talk about all the Juco memories and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think, I think Trey coming to Madison was a key component in our success. Um, my freshman year, we went to the world series too, and, you know, didn't have as good of a run. And I, I don't know if we were quite as talented my second year when Trey was there, but what we became all of a sudden was we became closer. Um, and that just comes, I think from having the, the brother dynamic where Trey was at first. And if I threw a ball that, you know, bounced on the ground or was within his frame that he should catch or maybe in some, some capacity wasn't a catchable ball that I thought he could get a glove on. I was mad at him. I tried to hold him to an unrealistic standard, um, in my eyes, looking back at it, but all of a sudden other kids saw that dynamic and saw how we kind of played and worked together. And next thing you know, we had, you know, 30 guys doing the same thing to each other and everybody kind of took on that brother dynamic. So I think that that was a huge piece to the success. Um, that we had and you know I I wouldn't change a thing other than maybe a couple of late late inning uh miscues that cost us the world series title but um you know I, I'm definitely one of my more more fun baseball years um getting to play with them and be around them for that time
3: you know, what kind you of do you go for it <laughs> no absolutely <laughs> like I remember going to college and you know, doing them pretty good, pretty well in high school, and and just being immediately like, kind of slapped in the face by Tanner. Just hey, you're in college. You know, this is what we expect. We expect you to, you know, greatness out of you. And I don't know. I would. I well, I know for a fact I wouldn't be um, where I am today without you know him taking me under his wing or you know giving me a good nudge every once in a while. Um, but yeah, like he, like he, like he touched on though. I don't remember, and we talked earlier before we got on here about some of the games and like the Northwoods and stuff. The only games I really remember, you know, in college were the games where we were on the same field, Northwoods when we played the All Star game together, Australia, the Twins, like all those games where we played together. I feel like I remember those um, more vividly because. Obviously, we talk about them, but there was just there's just more focus in those games when we we're in the same field and more expectation to win. So that was obviously something I'm pretty grateful for. I'll
2: just say this, you know, Trey came into an unfair situation. I remember and he likes to tell this story too. his first college hit. He kind of got jammed and flared something over over the infielder's head and he turns back and he's kind of pumped up, got his first college hit and it's big brother yelling at him, wipe that smile off your face. Your job's to hit a double. That was a plus count swing. Come on. You're better than that. <laughs> Didn't even give him 30 seconds to be happy that he broke the ice in, in his first college game. Uh, so, it, you know, he, he had an unfair advantage there where he, he needed to rise to an occasion that, uh, you know, in to his credit, he, he did in a very escalated fashion I mean he he got on pace real quick so well
1: well, there's plenty that Trey touched on that I'll get to later in terms of being teammates and whatnot something that I have to start off with talking about your time post-Madison for the both of you as a Valparaiso University alumnus who did call some baseball games for WVUR I got to talk to Tanner about his time with the Crusaders just how great was that two years playing for Tracy Woodson and how that developed you for eventually getting into pro ball
2: You know, I I look back at my time at Valpo um, and I grew a lot um, as a player as far as not necessarily having the the structure that a JUCO offers um, and kind of, you know, any kid that goes to a junior college first before he goes to a university understands that you have to do more to be better. Um, and you know, with the NCAA rules and stuff, you can't quite do that type of stuff. So for me, it was understanding that, you know, more isn't always a good thing and understanding how to control that. And I think that's what kind of prepped me for pro ball. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. It was a blast. I loved going and playing some of these bigger schools. Like when we went and played Arkansas and long beach and, um, South Florida and Duke, or sorry, not Duke, Wake Forest, like those type of teams and games. And, you know, you're taking a game from them in a series and you can see how happy some of these kids that might've been there for a whole year had never been to a world series. Like how just in awe they were at just, this is so cool. And I I loved it from a competition standpoint. I was like, well, this is, this is good. I want to see a hundred because someday I want to play off guys that throw a hundred. Like this is um a learning curve that way and just you know looking back now and I think we went to the first regional in like 30 40 years um and we did it back-to-back years and just seeing how um kind of the program at least for that short stretch kind of the expectation was no longer just to do okay in the conference it was okay we can get to the dance at least and get to a regional and you know see what can happen um and that that's what excited me and that's what made me Happy was getting to a team that, you know, with the other kids that were there and the other junior college kids that came in, like we rose the bar a little bit from what it had been to know this isn't just a, an okay baseball school or just a basketball school. We're going to make people know that this baseball team's got some talent too. So,
1: and Trey, in your case, you went from Madison to Eastern Illinois and also to Florida Southern. What do you remember about your time with the Panthers and
3: the Mocks? Well, um, I. <laughs> I went to East Illinois, um, had great success on the field. It just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, Didn't end up getting drafted that year. So I decided to go down to Florida Southern with a bunch of the guys that I played with in the Northwoods and try to go win a a national championship on a division two level. Um, Being at Eastern, we weren't as competitive as I was probably used to. Um, So going to Florida Southern was a, was a huge move for me in terms of getting to play all year, getting to play with um, some of my guys that I played with in the Northwoods that were very like extremely competitive. And, and um, so we went down there, we took them from last place in the conference to third and got into a regional. We ended up losing to Tampa who was like 44 and two on the year. One of those losses being to us. So can't like complain about that, but it was, you know, I looking back Florida Southern was so much fun um developed a lot that year um going you know being able to play outside all year and then obviously playing in front of a heck of a lot more scouts in Florida than I was probably used to at the division one level so yeah it was great can't complain about any of that.
1: Get the MILB First Pitch app for iPhone and Android, the official app of minor league baseball and the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Set the Colonels as your favorite team, and you can order tickets, see upcoming promotions, and get the latest team news. Plus, get stats, scores, and watch all Colonels home games and select road games with an MILB TV subscription. Download the First Pitch app today, the official app of minor league baseball and the Colonels. Follow the kernels on our social media platforms including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube.
0: Hey, hey, Kirtles, let the good times roll.
1: Both of you guys were drafted relatively late within the draft, which at that time was 40 rounds. Do you think back now with the draft moving to 20 rounds, the two of you just think how fortunate you were coming up when you did so that you could get that opportunity to get drafted both of you by the twins and then end up in pro Bowl.
2: You know, looking back you're you're always fortunate for the opportunities you had and you realize that not a lot of kids get that opportunity. Um, You know, for, for me, I, I think it's a competitor in me. I'll never, uh, okay, they draft us 20 rounds. I think that somebody would have taken a chance at me. I think that they thought they could get a senior sign for a little less money and all of that type of stuff. And um, But that's, that's just the internal competitor kind of inside um, a little bit too. So I, I think that, yes, we are very fortunate um, that you don't have to – you didn't have to wonder. You didn't have to deal with that. But I, I think that both of us would probably have, you know – if that's what it was, we probably would have looked at more of, okay, we got to go in the top 20. We can't fall. Um, And I, I don't think we, yeah, we played to get drafted. um, But I think like my mindset was always, okay, just get a shot. It didn't matter if it came from the draft or a free agent signing or whatever, just get a shot. And um, you know, maybe that would have been more of a mindset of, I don't really focus on getting drafted or anything like that. It's more of a, you know, just get
3: an opportunity. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of the same boat as Tanner. Um, I think being a lower round pick, you kind of get swept under the uh, rug a lot, um, especially um, with the twins that time until you start making some noise. And obviously we both played in that system for a couple, probably three or four years longer than most people would have expected us to. Um, so looking back, obviously when, they start releasing guys that were drafted in the first five rounds, um, and you're still playing. You would like to think you'd still be drafted, um, but at the end of the day, we, we got a shot, and we um, we definitely took advantage But for the, the short – well, not short amount of time, but the time we played with the Twins for sure, and then obviously going into indie ball and stuff like that, we we had good careers. So very fortunate,
1: as always – Tanner Vavra and Trey Vavra are our guests on all ears with the Cedar Rapids Colonels. Both are former Colonels. And since we've been kind of leaning with Tanner starting things off, let's change the order a little bit. Let's go to Trey and start with your time with Cedar Rapids. I mean, you kind of talked before about, you know, the kinds of things that you remember, but specifically in terms of your period with Cedar Rapids, what are the things, whether it's games, people, or anything else that stand out in your memories of your time with Cedar
3: Rapids? Oh, man. Cedar Rapids is awesome. I that's obviously I had one of the better years in my career there before I got injured. Um but I the experience of going to an all-star game and and having um RGM and stuff take the time to make sure that we enjoyed that experience and go to that experience with us and and he, I can't speak enough highly of him. Um and then obviously we had a couple of coaches that went into the big leagues after that from that staff, so it was pretty cool. Um, the house, uh, the host family situation there is awesome. Um, very thankful for the the people that were around us there. The wineries took care of both Tanner and I, and Tanner kind of led the way on that one, set me up. But the host families and the support from the community, baseball in the area is just is is lights out. It was awesome.
1: And Tanner, you were there the year before. Trey was up in 2015 as a Midwest League All-Star. You played in the league in 2014, you know, as the one that kind of, as Trey was alluding to, paved the way in some respects. What was the experience like for you with the Colonels?
2: Pretty much what Trey said. Um, you know, we both we lived with the same host family. It was a great situation there. Um, the staff there. We had Jake Mauer, Tommy Watkins. Um, I had. I Ivan Artiaga is my pitching guy who was always good for not being a pitching guy. He was a good guy to be around. Um, you know, it it was great. The community came out, supported us. There were always fans in the stands that were awesome. Um and I I look back at it and it's it's kind of the same sort of thing. We went to the playoffs that year and just, you know, the the four, five, six different big plays that you know you could talk to anybody on one of those teams and they remember the five, six plays. It was, it was all good. It was, you know, I, I kept my notes once I knew Trey was coming into the league. I'm like, here's all my notes on the parks. Here's, here's this um, type of stuff. Um, but it, it was just a learning curve, you know, Jake, Jake Maurer and Tommy Watkins, they helped me learn um, really how to be a super utility guy. They kind of talked me through it and how to learn to be a DH and how to actually step out of the game. and you know, not necessarily pay attention the whole time, but not be so invested in the game and kind of helped me learn a little bit of growing like that as a player too. So it, it was definitely a, a great place to be. And I, I mean, honestly, I was spoiled to be there in Loway You drive to some of the other parks in that league and you're like, we got it pretty good. So
1: now, thinking back a little bit more specifically is you guys brought up Jake and Tommy and just how cool those guys were. I mean, whether it's them or some of the guys you play with, you got any really good stories about some of the fun times you have with those people that you were in Cedar Rapids with?
2: I mean, I got a couple. I, the, the one I remember, and I, we had a, a hitting team that, I don't know, we got a hot streak and the winning song was We Dem Boys by Wiz Khalifa. And we had the genius idea that we're going to all do it for a walk-up song the first time through. So we had nine guys and we all play this song and the starting is looking at us and we're just dying laughing Well, uh, whoever was running the board took it upon himself. We put up like three runs in the first inning put up another couple in the second and we get back to the top and they were supposed to go back to the normal songs. And we ended up playing <laughs> Whedon boys for nine innings of baseball on the way to a Colonel's victory. But um, you know, stuff like that's a, the stuff that, I can share that probably isn't more locker room stuff. Um, we watched uh, what is it? Um, Steve Harvey's host Family Feud. We got into a kick of that and watched it for about two and a half months straight before every home game. Um, in the locker room, like just trying to almost take your mind off the game a little bit and just loosen you up and have some fun. And
3: yeah, how about with you, Trey? Oh, well, I mean, got to start with John John in the dugout. Um... Yeah. Chasing foul <laughs> balls and green and, you know, always talking about the Hawkeyes and we Eat were fortunate. Butter jelly in, time. Eating a butter jelly time. Yep. in the dugout and being just so mad if they forgot to play it and um, talking about the Hawkeyes. But like at that time, uh, Nate Stanley is from Menominee as their quarterback. So he was, he was kind of all over that um, when we were down there, or at least when I was there talked about um, scott wilson you know making my experience awesome for the all-star game because i was hurt and he still kind of got me in there so i can't can't thank him enough trying to think of the other ones clinching playoffs the first half walk-off wins yeah it was just it was a great experience there i oh there's one actually really good one um i'm thinking about it nick nick gordon was on our team and he was always on Either side of me in the locker room for the first four years I was playing, and and again, he's terrified of dogs. And before he and this dog was like just this, you know, lovable lab, just cool. And he jumped up on top of the lockers and hid from everybody, and everyone was just dying laughing. That's probably the only only one I can really remember offhand, but that was pretty funny. And I still got pictures of him up on the locker and just dying laughing because this. This little lab puppy is scared him to death
0: so
1: home team and shop the Colonel's official team store, the Bim Ritter Diamond Shop. Get all of your authentic Colonel's apparel, including caps, T-shirts, novelties, and more. There's no better place than the Colonel's to entertain clients, be social with co-workers, or just party at the park. Visit colonels.com to learn about all of the ways groups party with the Colonel's. Everybody,
0: everybody, everybody knows when you're at
1: I mean, y'all talked a little bit before about teammate opportunities before. And one of the coolest things probably had to be, you know, you brought up Trey, the injury that sidelined you in 2015. That was what ultimately helped you to, to the Melbourne Aces, the Australian Baseball League. How did it come together where it wasn't just you two playing together, but that Joe was down there managing you as well?
3: Well, I got the opportunity to, to uh, go down there because of the injury. And then, um, you know, Tanner was trying to develop himself as well because he, he um, you know, wanted to play different positions and play shortstop and work on his throwing mechanics and and get more at-bats and all that stuff. So they they jumped at the opportunity to have him on the team. And then, wouldn't you know it, they needed a manager too. And my dad said, let's go for it. Like, when else are we going to get the opportunity to all go over there and play so it was it was uh it all came together pretty quickly as I remember like in a couple of weeks maybe so it was incredible. Tanner
1: what kind of thoughts did you have on that experience of kind of that family operation down in Melbourne? I mean it
2: was, it was fun it was uh it's always like for me I'm a kind of a homebody it was really nice to have your dad come down and then my mom came down for handful of weeks down there and it, it was just you got to share these experiences and these memories with the people that are going to be with you the rest of your life so it, it was awesome you know being in the dugout was kind of fun because we got to watch him manage growing up all the time and now all of a sudden you know we have to change our lingo in the dugout and you can't call him dad you gotta you gotta call him skip or something like that and i don't think either one of us could call him joe but we we were, you know, skip or pops or whatever it was, just anything that wasn't dad. Um, it, it was good. There's lots of, lots of good memories from being down there. And it, it was fun to have him and kind of see, see what he did in the dugout. And, you know, he, of course, going from the big leagues to that, you know, there's a lot of changes, you know, you, you don't have necessarily all the analytical stuff and all the documents and all your pregame prep quite be the same. So it was cool. Cause he made sure. Okay we finished a series on sunday monday is going to be off of practice and we would load up the car and we're going to go do something and we drive and go see something or go to a spot that we needed to check at and um, actually the twins international guy at the time was howie Norsetter. and i don't know if somebody from minnesota called or if he just took it upon himself because he was a Wisconsin kid too and kind of knew my dad and stuff but it was like he was great he was like okay you got to go check out this place we're going to go to this place for dinner Um, and kind of made sure that we, I think we had an experience that not a lot of players get to do if they just go down by themselves in some, some way, shapes and forms. So I, you know, really, really thankful for that.
1: We've talked a little bit between Melbourne and college and of course, growing up together, you guys would have been playing with each other on a lot of teams. And of course, we're both in the twin system for a while together. How many times did you get an opportunity to play against each other? I know you would have for the Northwoods league in 2012, but any other experiences beyond that? In indie ball, um,
2: at the, the last year of my career, um, Trey just had joined the league before he went down to Chicago the following year, we got to play against each other for a series or two, but you know, at, at that point, like in the Northwoods was cool. It's like, I get to see my brother and kind of do the college thing. Um, at that point when you're not an affiliate and for me, it was like, I don't ever want to see Trey in the other dugout or in my dugout again. Um, and when you, you do that, it's, it's the same sort of thing. Like it's, it's cool to see him, but on the other hand, you're like, damn it. Like I thought he, I I thought he had an opportunity, um, you know, get to the big leagues and you kind of see him and it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do to get back? Like, and you, you have to separate those two. Um, but I, I think Northwoods is, it's probably the most memorable. It was uh, like the first game of all-star break. My dad actually gets to come up the whole family. And I just, I'm, I'm already knowing I'm not going to get a hit cause dad's there. So I'm, I'm leading the league in hitting. I know I'm going to go like 0 for 15 in this three game stretch. Um, but I told Trey, I go, don't hit the ball at me. Like just, just don't give me an opportunity. Like don't hit it next to me. I can't tank on it. And first at bat, he hits a line drive and I, don't even have time to react. I just dived to my right and catch it. I'm like, damn it, Trey. Like I told you, don't hit it near me. And then we actually got to finish the year off. And I was in, I was still leading the league in hitting. I was competing against one of his teammates. And we get to the last day of the, the year. And his guy had left. And I was leading by like a half a point. And they were deciding if they're going to play me or not. And Trey goes, I'll give you one pitch, one opportunity to lay down a bunt. I won't go get it. And he was playing third and I was like, all right. And I went in and they had sat me for the day. So I didn't have to I knew I knew he said that, but I don't know, the inner competitor comes out and he in some
1: way, shape, or form, and you never know what can happen.
3: <laughs> we heard yeah. from
1: Tanner about that Trey, go for it. what were your experiences with playing against Tanner?
3: Well, I think the one time we were in spring training and he got hit in the head by one of our teammates. Oh. I was yelling at our own pitcher to figure it out. Um that's I mean, ninety-seven or whatever he took off the head that day. Is you know the in you know the brotherly thing comes out um, definitely in competition, but yeah, like secretly when you're playing against him, you're you're cheering for him, um, but you want to win. You know, there's no doubt about it. Like I want him to go fourth-four, but I still want us to win. Uh, that's kind of when we played each other. That was. That was how – I know he felt and how I felt, for sure. So – but we didn't – I don't think we ever jeopardized our team winning. We always put that first. But in the back of your head, you always had, you know, wanting him to do well. Well, Thinking
1: back to, obviously, between playing with each other, playing against each other, you know each other so well. You know, as Democratic as you want to make this question turn out, was any one of you – completely a better player than the other or would you at least admit that there were certain aspects that the other brother would have been better than you at whether it be tools or just different things of the game who who among you was either the best overall or maybe the best at one or two particular things I think
2: we can answer this pretty yeah our littlest brother Taren is by far the best player um we always say that he took took the best of both of our games um and kind of Kind of combined himself and morphed into what we would look like as one. Um, you know, Trey always could hit. He always had a little bit of uh, power behind his bat. Um, automatic out if the ball touched his glove at first. I mean, he was a two-time National Gold Glove winner at um, Madison. You know, and I think that both of our heads kind of operated on a on a game scale at a high level um, as far as the game the game within the game and just the game play in general I tended to run a little bit better and be a little more middle infield style um, type player but it was um, you know it was it was fun just playing with him because I think I knew his strong suits and he knew mine and you could work together with it but we are two completely different players Um, you know when you look at the game he was he was the I was the guy to get him on or get him over, and Trey was the guy to get him in, um, and that never really changed, you know. At least in my eyes, I I always thought that he was he was the guy that was going to get the paycheck, and I was going to hope that I was the reason he was getting the paycheck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, you want to add to that, Trey? No, oh, I can kind of forgot about it. Obviously. Um, his own recognition. So, you know. With only having vision in one eye, he uh, he has the best strike zone recognition of anyone I've ever seen. So, going off that, with Taryn, Taryn kind of obviously took that part of his game as well. Like, if if Tanner took the ball and and they called it a strike, you had to immediately question you know, or go back and let's go, well, that's a ball for sure. Go back and watch the tape It's a, you know, it's off the plate or whatever. So I think he missed that one, one piece, but yeah, definitely like his speed and pink love and, and contact and all that stuff, the leadership stuff, you know, we, I, I took from him a tried to and applied to our game and then Taryn kind of came in after both of us and stole our thunder with everything. So like everything from both of us, which is great. That's why you do it. So
1: Now, obviously, one of the exciting things that has happened with the two of you recently being assistant coaches at St. Thomas is that you had the opportunity to come back to Perfect Game Field at Veterans Memorial Stadium with the Colonels and everybody else here hosting the Division Three World Series, and you all made it to the Championship Series. Just how cool was that to obviously help the team along to get to a point where it was in the hunt for a national championship, but also then being back at this ballpark and probably seeing some people you remember from back in the day and going through some of the old memories.
2: It was, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, You know, I, our guys, I think in one of the interviews afterwards, they asked about that and he's like, we've, we've heard all about it. We've heard how the park plays. We've heard some great stories along the way. Um, And, you know, for us, it's, we're back in the same dugout, you know, and we have been for three years now, but it was, just to get back to that stage and be like, okay, this is, this is pretty cool to pretty cool moment to have, you know, with your brother, um, in the dugout and all that stuff. And I mean, just the work that you put into it and I know how hard he works, you know, it's how hard I work and just to see it all come together and be able to help those kids and in, in any way with any advice, um, about the field, you know, I, I think it's a, a slight advantage if, if not uh, a big one. So,
3: yeah, for me, it was, you know, looking back, when you have such a good experience somewhere and all you remember is positives, it's hard to not tell those kids about it, tell your, your, you know, athletes about it. So, like you said in one of those interviews, they were asking them about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've heard all about it and kind of blew it off. But there's something to be said about that, like the experience we had and, and you know, playing there and then going back and coaching there is like full circle seeing some of the grounds crew guys, talking to them before our games. And honestly, I mentioned the GM before, and and it was just really cool to, to come back and obviously be playing at the highest level for Division Three, So I'm um, pretty proud of that. And I think those guys were in full support of us, which was pretty cool too. So well, You had
1: that tight little window to get to Cedar Rapids, and you were able to for the 2021 championship. And now how exciting is it for St. Thomas, not just for baseball, but I'm sure as a whole, that – it's now trying to transition to division one and how much are you looking forward to the opportunity of that baseball team trying to take down some big names and make an impression as a D one school? Uh,
2: it's always an excitement to, to go up levels um, and to face better competition and be challenged. You know, I think a lot of the stuff um, that's not exciting is the behind the scenes, like all the compliance work and um, stuff that you have to do in the office, um, from a baseball standpoint, you know, we're fired up. I got to make the schedule and we're going to play some really good teams and a lot of big 10 teams, um, and just try to show these kids early, like, okay, this is the level we're at. And then hopefully by the time we get back to conference, be like, okay, we can play at this. Like, um, but it's something we both did. We have a little bit of knowledge on kind of what the schedule's like. I'm sure it'll be kind of similar, um, to what it was coming down to Cedar Rapids. Okay. You need to expect this. This is the kind of season schedule. This is the offseason plan. And just try to try to prepare them as best you can. Because um, some of these kids coming from D3, you know, you can't work with them in the offseason. You can't do those types of things. You can't make lifting mandatory. And now they're going to go into a full schedule of, nope, this is these are your hours. These are accounted for. These are your study tables. You have to be there at all of them and just try to help them get used to the new way of doing things.
3: Yeah. Just echoing all that. He crushed that. So yeah, there's a lot of exciting things about it. Um, obviously the competition and, and being able to play on the national stage more often, just traveling across the country and playing some of those schools. The challenging part is always the behind the scenes part, like Tanner said. And, and you know going into this without being fully funded right off the bat is is really difficult too so um all that's challenges but we're up for the challenge so we're gonna we're gonna hopefully go out there and and make a name relatively quickly so
1: one last thing that can really tie St. Thomas and Cedar Rapids all together you probably had known for some time that St. Thomas was Jake Mauer's alma mater, and that he won a Natty with that school. Does he check in every now and again just to see how you're doing with the program and how the guys are?
3: Yeah, he checks in with me all the time because I bought a car from him. That's about it. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he checks in with us. He's full support of us, and and obviously we being with the twins for as long as we we're and my dad being there. He's we've known him for a long time, so we we keep touch as much as we can.
2: Uh, he shoots a, he shoots me a text usually in the spring once a month or so and or if he gets out to a game and kind of watches and tries to you know tie it back into like last year he came to uh, our head coach won his 300th game and he was at it and he before COVID shut everything down and he shoots me a text and he's just like hey it was really fun watching you and Trey work on the bases you do this this and this really well boys look good but it's Jake I mean you know he's A fantastic human
1: being, and I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Tanner Vavra, Trey Vavra, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you on with All Ears of the Cedar Rapids Colonels, and best of luck with the rest of the baseball lives ahead of you.
3: Thanks. We appreciate it.
0: Cedar Rapids Colonels, let the good times roll.
1: This has been All Ears, the official podcast of the Cedar Rapids Colonels. This podcast was created by the Cedar Rapids Colonels and edited by Metro Studios. Logo created by Brandon Vacco and the Cedar Rapids Colonels. I'm your host, Chris on schultz Thank you for listening.
0: Hey, hey, Colonels, let the good times roll. Cedar Rapids Colonels, let the good times roll.